big dog, the American Bulldog, is a um, he's been the undisputed dog park wrestling champion for <laughs> like five, six years running, right? Do they have a belt? They should. They should. He goes, he goes to the park, and there's yeah, it's it's just fantastic. And he he rarely fights. He doesn't, but he's just, just wrestling and yeah, he and... plays that box chase wrestle game that they yeah. you know yeah box chase wrestle. <laughs> and uh, people doing that training their dogs just to knock knock people down not hurt them not oh i didn't them. have to train his ass he's 130 <laughs> pounds he just <laughs> hello <love> you flop <laughs> yeah that's hilarious sweep the leg johnny that's <laughs> incorporated in 1875 proclaimed as the city of destiny tacoma has maintained itself as the city of grid Tacoma kept its in-your-face artistry and individuality that sets it apart from anywhere else in the world. Our never-say-die attitude continues to this day. We are honored to bring to you those who live in Tacoma and its surrounding areas, whose contributions are what bring this city to life. The reputation is real. Welcome to the Grid City Podcast. Here are your hosts. Welcome to the Grit City Podcast. I am Justin. I'm Scott. And with us today, it's the return of Joe Malik. Hey, how you doing, everybody? How are you doing? I'm wonderful. <laughs> last time we, uh, last time it was over <laughs> at uh, the bar, and we did the whiskey tasting. Oh yeah, oh, and you God. had to stick around for uh, the uh, Gremlins chat afterwards. I oh yeah, about ha- that. Yeah, we I- haven't talked about that, have no, we? We haven't. Oh, we'll get into that in a minute. Um, but uh, thank you everyone for what listening I- to us. What did I say? Do you not that? remember? I don't remember a goddamn thing. I was. I was plastered. Yeah, yeah that, that was, was fun. Yeah. That was great. Yeah, that's yeah. where you discovered uh, the peanut butter screwball whiskey. Yes, yes, indeed. Do you remember Actually, that? I do. And in fact, I just saw that at a bar at the place I was just at. Really? Yeah, they had it behind the counter. Nice. Yeah, I'm seeing it a lot more places now. It's good. Yeah. It's fantastic. I love it a lot. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. If you want to get back and maybe check out some of those old podcasts, maybe uh, Drinking Whiskey with Joe Malik, that is available at gritcitypodcast.com. All the links are available. And if you just search for all of it, you could find all those. Like, seriously, if you just do Joe Malik Grit City, you'll find a couple of the episodes that you've been on. You're a frequent guest, which I really appreciate the fact that you're uh, hanging around with us. Well, I got nothing better to do. I mean, it's a Sunday. I just live up the street. It's it's fine. What am I going to do? You guys have you guys have pizza and cider here. Oh, I know. So, Which, so we good. try to bribe you, man. Yeah, I hit him well, up. The problem is, I hit him every two weeks. I'm like, hey, you want to come on? Hey, you want to come on? Hey, you want? And he's, eventually, he's like, yes, Scott. Yes, I'll fine. Um, if you guys, stuff. if you guys want to check us out on various social media platforms, you can get the links at gritcitypodcast.com. Simple. Uh, I took over the Instagram, so there's a bunch more pictures right there. Because uh, the last one we had was with the Battle at the Boat 124 with uh, I think Andre Keys. And when we uh, when we went to that one, so there are all the pictures from that. Oh, cool! And then I updated it with uh, Battle at the Boat one twenty five with Jose Cervantes, and then also a whole bunch of stuff. Like we did a whole weekend uh, excursion that uh, is going to be one of the previous podcasts that are out already. I think maybe the last week one because I think that's how we're going to do the recording schedule on this one. Cool. Um, but yeah, so definitely ways to get us on the social media, uh, Facebook, give us a like on all of that. And if you want to give us some money doing the Patreon, patreon.com slash grit city podcast. We got a patron, by the way, we did. who came out of Colorado of all places. 
and you funny sent, that yeah you <laughs> sent me the uh the 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 little message that they uh sent and i can't find it right now oh um I'm trying to remember her name. Her name was Laura, I think. Laura. I put out her last name, but it definitely was Laura. Yeah, and she was awesome. So she sent us a message and gave us a like on the Facebook page, and that's not it. And I'm looking up through all of these, and it's going to take forever. But anyway, so yeah, you can give us a back uh, a backing on that as well. We've got different uh, what do we call them? Different tiers of stuff to do, which include, uh, and we're going to be rebranding them a little bit. But from the four dollar and on all the way on up, you can get access to old episodes in addition to uh, like the old ones with Brogan and Scott and then uh, what were some of those other things that we have? T-shirts, stickers. T-shirts, stickers. Stickers aren't on there officially. I just kind of send them to people. Yeah. So, um, and- if you sign up, definitely put your address on there if you want some stickers because we just send them to people. Yeah, and it's the fun thing too is even if like you're like I want some stickers and I will just mail them to you. Yeah, like, I've been mailing them out to Twitter people, people that retweet our stuff. Same I'm thing like, with hey. on on Instagram too. Someone's <laughs> like, "Those are cool. I would like some." And then I send her uh, the lady a message, and I was like, "If you want them, I can just give them to you." Yep. And she's like, "Really?" I was like, "Yeah, you know, just stick them on stuff that you like, like at the bars you're at or anything along those lines." Good friends. Yeah. yeah. In addition to that, we also have the Discord server. Which is something that we'll give links out to anybody who is a Patreon. And what that'll do is that'll give us... We're going to do some live videos from that. And that'll give a shout out to where we're going to be at, where we're partying. Uh, There's a lot of different places that uh, we hang out at. And sometimes we'll be like, hey, we're going to be here for a little while. Come check that out and see what's going on. And uh, yeah, I lost... Whatever, I lost that stupid Patreon thing. We'll give a shout out at some point. Or maybe we already did because maybe by this time I found it like for the last episode or something along those lines and <laughs> uh, anyways gridcitypodcast.com is to where you can get everything and anything and get us links uh to all of the stuff that we do so joe the last time we saw you it was in the bar and uh drinking whiskey drinking peanut butter whiskey as we noted <laughs> so much whiskey well and it wasn't just peanut butter whiskey we had a whole bunch of different whiskeys yeah, there's some jameson's in there yeah was. and then there was some other kind that we got super strong i don't remember <laughs> so what that was <clears throat> and then yeah you ended up having to stick around for a little while and uh engaged in gremlin chat yeah do you remember talking about gremlins at all <laughs> hardly any of it you i'll be perfectly honest you didn't say a whole lot I you bet. did chime in every once in a while uh huh. So that was nice. Oh God. Yeah. It didn't, the night was spotty for me too. At best, spotty. So. He had to go back and re-listen to um, him yelling about Metamucil. Yeah, I remembered parts of that, but yeah. I vaguely remember that. Oh yeah. man. Oh wow. It was that was fantastic. a night. It was it great, was, wasn't it? Oh. Yeah. It was let's see if we can really get there great. again. And that was, I mean, normally like on Sundays when we do that, and we're recording now not at the bar but at the Union Club, um, which is beautiful. Place it's is a beautiful gorgeous. day. It's all nice and sunny out, so it's a perfect day to spend indoors. Uh, they recently remodeled the downstairs a bit. They got new carpets, which is really cool. Like, I mean, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm into like home improvement stuff, so feeling Aww. new carpets is kind of nice. It is nice that they they've redone it though. And uh, so uh, glad to have you here on that. And starting with the new year and the new decade, uh, you put out a new blog post, which is available on josephmalik.com. Thank you. You have all sorts of ways to get in touch with you. Uh, but that's like the best way to get uh, insights on what you've been doing. Absolutely. And some of that has been going out to the desert to do some writing research. Yeah, actually. Thank you. Yeah, that was fun. I had a great time with that. Yeah. So I ended up I had a buddy who came back from this place with a couple of pictures, and he said, hey, you've got to go see this. And he's 
He's read my books and he knows that I do all my character stunts. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> yeah, no, and, and it, it literally, it's like if something happens in the book, you've done the research and sometimes the actuality of it, uh, whichever it may be. I don't more know. More often than not, yeah. If my yeah. characters have done it, I've probably done it myself, which is fantastic. So, it's so fun. And so, yeah. this brought you out to this place. Yeah. And you can see the pictures if you go to josephmalik.com and these pictures, a lot of them are just ultimately breathtaking like thank you just so beautiful it was just a neat place and beautiful is really kind of it's interesting because it is beautiful and it's but the whole place has this kind of um post-apocalyptic sort of beauty to it yeah and the way that i liken it is to a cross between like burning man and pripyat so um okay yeah you know what pripyat is yes it's the uh i remember it from call of duty i have no idea it's the yeah. city around chernobyl yeah. oh oh yeah. right okay. it's yeah. been totally abandoned and everything's oh, okay. overrun That's, i just by, watched the video by on the, chernobyl. By, yeah yeah okay. right everything's now been totally overgrown and yep. there's still dead places and these like buildings a, and everything just like left giant, the way it like, was ferris wheel that's just decrepit and yeah, yeah. it's cool yeah right? yeah so so this place exists it's in the colorado desert in the middle of nowhere and it's it's what's left of a lake that has been slowly drying up over the last probably 40, 50 years. And there's an artist colony that... Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, that, that a few hundred people that was originally on the shore of this lake. But as the lake has been receding and now it's become this kind of salt sea that is um, uh, where everything is dead. There's only one kind of fish that's left that lives in the that lives in the water anymore so it's you've got um you know you've got like boats that have been upturned and that are just sitting on sand dunes completely encrusted in salt and oh it's really neat and these people have stayed there in this weird kind of little sort of artist enclave okay yeah 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 um watching this this ecological disaster happen right next door and it's really cool. And I guess one of the reasons that from, from talking to the to the locals, um, there's like one bar in this town and it's just like <laughs> fucking kick in the ass. It is so cool. I mean, it's it's as close as I've been in the States anyway to being in the to being in the cantina scene from Star Wars. Oh right? good call, yeah. That's 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 what it feels like. It is just it is absolutely batshit crazy in this bar, right? So you so you go to the bar and you step in and it's almost like instead of like record scratch, it's just like the 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 I feel just like any sort of western town where they have the the piano playing and it just hits a mist key stops. and it stops and just turns and looks at you and be like who are you and why are you invading our place? <laughs> oh, yeah. And we're out in the middle of the desert. So, I mean, you know, I'm wearing like a 5'11 jacket and like my, 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 uh, you know, my hiking boots and all the stuff. I walk in there looking, you know, like my, my, my uh, ballistic sunglasses and the, the kind of the way I look now. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I mean, I, funny, I got a funny side story to this real quick, but when I was, when my wife and I were in Scotland, we were up in Bolliter uh, where the Queen uh, and the Royal Family were on vacation, and I was wearing almost the exact same thing that I was wearing out in the desert, because mm-hmm. uh, it's just what I travel in, and uh, and people thought that we were royalty, they thought that my wife, who's who's 
redheaded and just absolutely beautiful. They thought that she was one of the one of the lesser known royals and that I was her bodyguard. <laughs> Not even like because of like husband or anything. Nope. It's just like, oh, you must be security detail. Precisely. Yeah. The big guy in the shooting glasses and the and the tactical jacket. Yeah. So I, I can walk in, I, I throw the door open to the bar and it's very much a record scratch moment. I'm like, oh, God. And it's like, oh, shit, the feds are here. Um, <laughs> Everyone's just like suddenly you see one person in the back just like bolt. And you're like, oh they're, oh, they're going to hide all this stuff. Well, don't don't worry. Don't no, no, worry. no, 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 no. It's all fine. So there was this thing that I was looking for in this place. Well, well, we're going to get there. So mm-hmm. these these people have lived there for a long time. And one of the reasons that they moved there, found out from talking to people who've been there forever, is that it was originally a, uh, a Native American uh, medicine ground. It's this place of intense spirituality and really powerful medicine. And they moved there because of that. It was this okay. sort of sacred holy ground. Well, I thought that was really interesting. And in the 70s, the USGS did a number of surveys of the area and found these wild, super powerful magnetic anomalies, like geomagnetic disturbances all over the, the lake and all over the basin. Like and, coming out of the ground or? Yeah. In fact, okay, and they, okay. were, they were able to actually measure them from an airplane. They were so powerful. And they mapped them. Wow. Yeah. And so after this all was all over, I was doing research on the area, you know, afterwards, because I'm an idiot and go into places sometimes without <laughs> without doing enough research beforehand. Probably should have figured that yeah, out. Field research did work itself out. Well, it was weird because when I stepped out, of, <laughs> I stepped out of the car. I was like, God, and it's like 250, 270 feet below sea level. Ooh, right. It's like yeah. Death Valley level. And when I first stepped out of the car, it's like my head was a little buzzing. And I'm like, what? What's what's going on? I don't really feel right. And the further away from the car I got, I'm like, I just don't really feel right. And one thing that I can, one thing that I can do is I can almost always tell what direction north is. Mm-hmm. Um, and even indoors, I can usually find it and just kind of, just kind of feel it. Yeah, yeah, and, I got that. Yeah, and so it turns out that there are people who are sensitive to to magnetism who can mm-hmm. who don't get lost as often as other people do. This has been really handy being in the army, right? I, I don't doubt that. It's great. Um, <laughs> so, but you get out of the car and he's just like, what? I don't, I don't feel right, man. Something feels weird. I feel, you know, anyway. Uh, and so they found that there were these, there are these insane magnetic fields. Whoa. Um, yeah. And this may be one of the reasons that the Indians thought that this was such a powerful place. It's one of the reasons that it was a powerful place to them. It's just, there's, there's, there's some things with the earth's electrical field are weird in this spot and the fun part about this is the thing that made me go out there was a buddy of mine took a picture of this door there's a door frame that somebody put out there is like an art installation piece it's just a door to no place on this beach going nowhere it mm-hmm. was a beach now it's just in the in the desert yeah now it's just a desert area yeah yeah this is door to no place and if you pull up the map of the geomagnetic anomalies the two largest ones overlap and this door is right fucking in the middle of the two oh, right at man. the spot where these two things overlap the door is like right there and yeah right I'm so just like, like i'm like it's like i'm like this would be a trip if you're on like shrooms or something but i don't even think you need that at this point <laughs> well <clears throat> i was i was nervous stepping through it <laughs> yeah i imagine. was like i'm not i 
Yeah, yeah, wait, yeah, fuck it. Why not? Okay, so we got oh, Mirror, we got Mirror Universe Joe right now. <laughs> right. Like, the only thing that I can tell that we don't, the reason why we don't is because he doesn't have a goatee or a twirly mustache. Dude. So we know it's not the alternate dimension Joe Malik. Everybody know knows that he works in portals. Like, everybody knows that already, right? So I feel like he's just given us a clue to where he actually hides the portal. I'm just I saying. It's a thing. But somebody someplace put up this, and, and the whole beach is full of this art that people have put up, you know? So it's like, They've got these great big signs and like, you know, playground equipment that they've, you know, decorated. And one person built a like built a rocket ship out of what looks like an old uh, Airstream trailer (laughs) or something. And the stuff is just scattered along the beach. All these old, decrepit art installations, as far as you can see. Cool. That's the Burning Man part, kind yeah. of. Yeah, it really yeah, is. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, seriously, it's like a yeah. It's it's crazy. It's like a post apocalyptic kind of Burning Man thing. It's really a cool place. And if you check out your blog, which we've got the link to uh, on the thing, you've got some of those nice. pictures. And one of them I noticed it was a. It looked like what it was was like a V in the middle of the lake, and I was like, damn, that had to take a lot of work to get that out yeah. there. And you told me it was just uh, somebody basically just dumped a swing set. Yeah, so it's what. Yeah, somebody was telling me that that's actually you can't really tell what it is because it's way out in the middle of the lake. And yeah. apparently, a long time ago, somebody had taken a swing set and set it out in the middle of the lake, like like you know, submerged it, and it's this long term art installation, right? Interactive art installation. So as the lake has continued to recede, it's now at this point where the um where the water level is just below the swing, mm-hmm. and so it sits out there in in the wind the seat kind of goes back and forth and you've got adds extra the mist in the background it It is creepy as hell it is a creepy place and the whole place is really fucked up too it's like because um one of the reasons that though that the water is receding so fast is because there's a bunch of industry on the far side of the lake and there's also um also a whole lot of um they use a lot of the water for irrigation right so they get all these pollutants dumped back dumped back into the water and then as the water as the water evaporates you know, it leaves this literally like poison sand every place. So you get these, I mean, literally you get these poisonous dust clouds blowing through this place. And because the water's receded so wow. fast, you've got this mud and this the kind of mud pots that just kind of bubble up under your feet. You can step in this stuff and sink up to your knee, almost like quicksand. Jeez. And it's all, all that stuff is underneath these little tiny shells, maybe a couple of millimeters across that haven't turned into sand yet. It would be a white sand beach, except it's happening so fast that the shells haven't degraded into sand. So every place you step, it's got this kind of bone on bone sort of. It's like the opening scenes of the Terminator at that point. Yeah. Wow. It's weird. It's so cool. Every place you step, it's like bones crunching under your feet. Yeah. And yeah, and a bad step can sink you in quicksand, and it turns out there are also goddamn mud volcanoes that just erupt all <laughs> Wait, over the what place the shit? because it's mud volcanoes. Yeah, it's right along a fault line. That's why it's this so low. Is a trip. Oh wow! Yeah. And the mud volcanoes are underneath these this kind of bone sand. So, and one of them could go off literally at any time and blow your face off. So that's nice to know. We found that out later too. That's it's like, like afterwards. That's, yeah, that's 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 fucking great. It was Thank like you. when somebody's like, "You walked over there. Do you realize that you could just be launched into space from a mud volcano? Do you know this?" And you're that's like, almost exactly oh. the conversation we had when we got back to the bar. Yeah, my wife was not impressed. <laughs> was she with you going around with that? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, you didn't walk out there, trooper. did you? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So was, when you when you're going out to some place like this, this post apocalyptic out in the middle of nowhere in the 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 now desert was once a you know a lake sort of place. How does that integrate with uh, your research for your writing? 
Or like, is it just because were you looking for something there? Uh, or was it just trying to get that sort of vibe for something you may be doing in the future you don't even know yet? A little bit of both. All I right. Think. All right. When I saw the picture of that door frame, mm-hmm. then again, one of my friends slash readers had, had, had shown me. You know, I knew I wanted to go there. I wasn't really sure why. I knew they wanted to go there. And I talk about this in my blog post, but I mean, I know now that if there is any place in the continental U.S. where there would be a portal to another dimension, I mean, you know, this 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 post-apocalyptic wasteland that was once an Indian medicine ground, which is right at the convergence zone of two massive uh, uh, fields of electromagnetic instability, um, with a doorway to no place in the middle of it. I mean, <laughs> that's that might be where it's at. It's worth a shot. It right. sounds so. so Hollywood pseudoscience. Oh, it's total pseudoscience. But it's beautiful, and that's the fun thing, and that's kind of what would spark that. I mean, and it's essentially the crux for uh, your books, too. I mean, going a portal to another Absolutely. Another place, another dimension, another plane. Well, another I had to planet. make sure there wasn't one. <laughs> or if, or well, if there was one, I'll neither, okay. I'll neither confirm nor deny, but if there was one, I had to know where it goes. And I so, mean, we've right. seen, uh, if you go to there, there's a gift that shows you walking through it, like I've you know, noted before. And one of my favorite things was you had that gift, and I th- one of your social medias, uh, <laughs> or on the blog post, and someone was like, how did you do those effects? And you, the, just the deadpan response of, what effects? <laughs> yeah, what effects are you talking about? Yeah, exactly. And that's the best part about it, too. It was just like, no, you deadpan. No, no, no. This is, I don't know. I just walked through it. I can Whatever neither confirm see. nor deny. That's that's it. That's yes. That is fantastic. <laughs> so is that a thing now? Are you going to like look up different um, magical spots in the U.S. and go to them? I might. I think I you might. should. I, I think really... there's a lot of things like that. Why not, right? I, yeah. You know, uh, yeah, Sedona. Yeah. comes to mind. Need to go to Sedona. There are some arches in Sedona that are supposed to be portals as well. Definitely go look at those. Yeah. Nice. When you were talking about um, kind of just weird landscapes, I know there's a place that's like a park that floods and you can go scuba dive in there and the water's like super clear. Ooh, yeah. Neat. Scuba Where's dive. That at? I'm not sure. I'm going to have to look it up, I'm but it's in the States that. somewhere. I want to say Oregon, but man, I'm pulling that out of my butt. Well, I mean, and you just think about like uh, the crazy stuff that we've got in Washington itself. I mean- we run the gamut. We've got the Olympic rainforests all the way to the eastern Washington deserts and going uh, even just in between all of that. Oh, no. If there's and again, if there's a portal to the fairy realm and it's not out in the Olympics, I, I got nothing. Yeah, right. That's, I hey, man, they got goats that defend all that shit. Did so. you see uh, <laughs> did you see W uh, the Washington DOT? They posted uh, the pictures. Oh, the of the Sasquatch. The Sasquatch. Pictures. I wanted yeah, to bring yeah, that baby. up. So, yeah. Oh, so what? So don't call me pass. Two yeah. of them. Now. Yeah. Singing my song. Yeah, I, I love, love shit like that. And oh, it was like and, and, and then someone was like, they're trying to say, oh, it's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to this is the last time I go out in my Chewbacca costume. But I'm just like, here's the deal. Like, they just got dumped with, like, 80 inches of right. snow over this last couple of months. No one's going out there. That's that's just fucking Sasquatch. So did that you was... see the pictures or the video or both? I saw the pictures. I saw the okay. three enhanced pictures. It showed the one, and then they did, you know, like, CSI enhance, enhance. Okay. And so you can see the outline of a thing that is very large. we got to get the BFROs back on. I know. So they have another <laughs> one that posted. They posted a video of this thing walking, right? Oh, I didn't see the video. Oh, yeah. And yeah, it's fantastic. I saw that. It's Did you see the video? Incredible, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was a great video. And then they showed the guy posted a picture 
of like where the camera is and the camera's like way up on top of this hill and he's like i don't know who the fuck was up there he's like, oh, when the snow melts we'll go up and check it out right oh man yeah i thought it was pretty neat so we're gonna have to wait like what like six months to find uh, the corpse of a dude or sasquatch <laughs> One <of the> two. <laughs> like how would you yeah this is the whole thing is like if you're going out there I mean, sure. I mean, I've heard of like survivalists going and living out, but that's still close to like cameras and stuff. Dude, there's, there's a lot of weirdos. You never know, right? Yeah. There's also a lot of weird shit that happens out there, yep. man. And I mean, not to get not to get too far down to the conspiracy level of things. No, we're but fine with it. We've had flat my... earthers on. Don't worry about it. That's right. Far. We talked about <laughs> it. Go as far Those down guys. in the conspiracies you want, man. <laughs> so, without mentioning names or getting too specific, mm-hmm. uh, one of the, my wife and I are both. She does traditional archery, and I do I do traditional bow hunting. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're we're part of the the traditional bow hunters of Washington, and you get some you get some serious like mountain man types who and these guys will and and women. I mean, they'll go out in the woods for two three days on foot on horseback, way the hell out there to go get where the good stuff is, and they'll be out there you know, doing like spot and stock hunting on foot, you know, so being really, really quiet. And sometimes when you're out there, I mean, I've, I was doing a, I was doing a stock one time and I was moving so slowly that a bird came and landed on the tip of my bow. Wow. And cause you're taking a step every 30, 60 seconds, right? Yeah. And you just... And he's just standing perfectly still, and this bird came and landed on the, edge of my, on the end of my bow. Right? I mean, so the world kind of moves around you when you're out there, and you see some very strange things. You get to see, yeah, you get to see animals doing things you don't normally generally well, see them doing. Because they and, feel they're safe at that point a lot of the time. Yeah, they have no idea that you're there. And, I mean, bow hunters are amazing at this, especially the ones that have been doing it for 40, 50 years, right? And some of these old guys, man, they've got stories. They believe, these guys believe in Bigfoot like you cannot, not all of them, but a lot of them. Mm-hmm. And these are the guys who will tell you that, you know, I've never seen it, but I've seen some shit God damn it. that makes me, yep. that makes me, <laughs> makes me believe. I've never seen one, but I would not be surprised if it's not out there. I was going to bring Backwoodsman Magazine for you. Man. Oh, wow. Yep. Yes. Pick it up. It comes out quarterly. <clears throat> it's fantastic. It's all um, basically, and I think we talked about it a little last time. It's all articles written by, um, submitted by uh, readers. And Fabulous. a lot of them, yeah, it's great. A lot of them are, you know, how to make your own um, blacksmith, um, you know, things. Forge. Yeah, yeah. forge. Oh, a lot of geez, them are like yeah. just all oh, these wonderful. crazy things. Yeah, it's yeah, great. Do. Yeah. But <clears throat> in the, um, in the uh, letters of, in every um, magazine and every one, there's at least one letter about sasquatch right and these are guys that basically live out in the forest all the time like, absolutely yeah they're, they're shooting squirrels and doing all these backwoods things <laughs> absolutely right? oh yeah you bet and they're like i know i know it's real <laughs> and, no, well, and i'm like who am i to argue man i haven't camped in 15 years i haven't even stayed in a tent <laughs> not, you know so I, I can tell i can tell you guys a story you want a story yeah you guys want a ghost love story yeah, right. i love it yes. yeah okay all right so so my mother was half blackfeet indian and when i was about two, two and a half, she married uh, uh, my, my stepfather who raised me, who, who was full-blooded Blackfeet. And I, when I was young, I lived on the Blackfeet Reservation in East Glacier Park, Montana. And my mother had a master's in Algonquian languages, so we grew up speaking Blackfeet in the house. And we believed in all of the, all of the traditions and all of the old stories and everything, right? And the Blackfeet have this belief um, about little people. And like leprechauns, 
more or less yeah okay they're they're, okay. they're generally um yeah they're generally benign but okay. they they cause they cause trouble think, think of like a house gnome all right, right? all right okay just yeah just a trickster type yeah. yeah 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 generally friendly but they tend to raise hell and i mean compare this to like you know is it the cherokee i should know this off the top of my head but anyway, there are other there are other indian tribes who have who have they have serious problems with their little people they have little people who like will they'll carry you away in the middle of the night and oh jesus all this and so you had steal children and kill you and like wow. yeah oh yeah so and these ones are not trigger you into cannibalism and yeah they're just yeah they're they're trick you into cannibalism <laughs> like here here's a finger you like that uh uh trigger you actually oh. if, if you see one then yeah uh, you're just a cannibal that's the way i understand it well, yeah fuck. I'll, I'll have to i'll have to double tap it's been a while since i've since yeah, i've, yeah, since yeah. I've looked at the other uh uh since i've looked at, at the other legends but but the Blackfeet have this name for the little people, and you don't ever utter the name. Don't do it. You just don't. Yeah, don't right? do it. You don't, yeah. you don't ever utter don't the name. Don't do it on this podcast. Yeah, don't Unless, do it in this building for yeah. sure. <laughs> Jesus, right? Seriously, I'll fuck your life up. But um, you only you can only utter the name the way that I was raised. You only utter the name when there's snow on the ground. Because if there's snow on the ground, then they can't come out. Oh, because you could follow them. I have no idea why. Know, that was just, that was... <laughs> get their pot of gold. <laughs> I don't know, man. <clears throat> These are the rules, the rules, right? right? These yeah. are the rules. <laughs> so, I was, I don't know. It's in grade school. And my mother couldn't find her keys one day. And we didn't have a big house, man. We lived in a trailer on an Indian reservation, right? I mean, there was no place for the keys to be. And she couldn't find them. She was late for work and losing her mind. And I had to go to school and everything was... And she was trying to find her, trying to find him. And I, and I called out, okay. And I called them by their oh, no. Blackfeet name and said, bring my mother's keys back right was, now. Was there snow on the ground? No. Oh, you, whoa, man. Yeah. And so my mother. <laughs> like lost her crap. and She started- lost her fucking mind. Yeah. My mother yeah, just dude. turned around and just started screaming at me for, don't ever mention that. No, yada, yada, yada. And while and she's sitting there yelling at me, I'm like, okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I totally forgot, I'm sorry. And no shit, we turn back around and the keys are right there on the table. Wow. Yep. See. <laughs> and uh, you didn't have any issues after that? Oh, I've had issues since my entire fucking life. After <laughs> well, that, you invoked the demon, you, man. Yeah, yeah. Can you uh, roughly equate them to having summoned uh, them when there's no <laughs> snow on the ground, sir? Like, I can was- neither confirm nor deny, <laughs> um, you know, and it's entirely possible that they were there the entire time and we just hadn't, you know, we just hadn't seen her. Maybe there's something on the table that while she was yelling at me, maybe I bumped something and, and, you know, and they fell out of a stack of papers or whatever the, whatever the fuck. Right. Yeah. 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 But the timing on it was one of these things that you just can't explain away. No, that, that I had nightmares about that for about 15, 20 years. Well, imagine that would just, really <laughs> fuck with you as a kid. Too, oh, right? God damn. Yeah. I was lying awake for, I mean, I was lying awake for weeks, probably. See, just, and, oh God, are yeah. they coming? Are they coming? Are they coming? I would be the opposite. I would think I have powers now. <laughs> I would be all in. I'd be like, I command the little people, motherfuckers. <laughs> Back off. Well, see, that's the trick is that you don't actually command them. They're yeah. way more powerful than oh, we I'm are. Oh, I'm sure. So, yeah, and that's, that's, and the, that's, that's the one the thing, problem. too, is so, I've so. had that where I'm just like, I, there have been things that have been unexplained in my life. And I'm like, okay, yeah. Uh, I've had to deal with like the, the like sleep paralysis where it feels like oh, somebody's yeah. face is right next to yours. And then I was living at somebody else's house and like, oh, yeah, that's so and so. And I'm like, 
get the fuck out. Like, I don't need that. But then also at the same point, I remember like even like living at a house with my mom and she was just like, yeah, you were, I mean, I was like maybe three or four, so I don't remember any of this, but she was like, yeah, there would be a baby crying in the house and I would go and you'd be sleeping. And I'm like, okay, well, that's not me, obviously. And then, yeah, and she's like, oh, yeah. So I've always – Oh, shit. I've had I that where I, I I tend to believe this stuff even if I haven't had a necessarily like uh, uh, singularly impacted moment like you had like there with that. There have been enough things that have been not been explained where I'm like, well, there's stuff going on around us that is beyond our perception. Just got really dark in here. Did you see that? Did you see that? The sun just got covered by clouds. (laughs) Wow. Normally happens in the Pacific Uh, Northwest. We've just gone from uh, partly sunny to partly cloudy. Yeah, the illumination in this room. You guys can't (laughs) see this, but so quick, so fast as you were saying that. (laughs) Like your face just went, like, like no, just like just the darkness went across your face, and I'm like, well, like, um, no, that was straight out of a movie, man. The only thing is, if if we had started seeing our breath, I would have gotten the fuck out of here, dude. We can't. We got other. And there is also zero chance that this building is not haunted, by the way. Oh, this yeah. fucking place. Well, yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, well, and here's the thing. And I've 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 stated as such that um, the Union Club is a wonderful place for co-working and event space and stuff. But it's also super haunted. I have uh, we've had experiences here when Jeff has been here. He has a little uh, uh, little sound recorder on his phone that who knows if it picks up anything and if it's real or not. But there have been things that has picked up that we've been talking about about like that is more than just your phone listening to you and giving you the targeted ads this is something else entirely like it's responding to what we're talking about (laughs) and we've had like where i've walked down a hallway to go to use the restroom here come back out and all the lights are off and i'm like guys have you done anything like no we've been in the other room the entire time there's something here because here's the deal this place was built in 1888. Yeah, it was the fun. original Union Club. <laughs> they did some. I mean, this is where all the guys would meet to talk about what. All, I mean, yeah, it was a, it was it a was men's a, club at the yeah. time, right? Sure. And they actually we talked to a guy, another guy. Uh, he's part of the Knights of the Pythians or mm-hmm. whatever, and he was saying that um, between you know here and the Pythian Temple, these places were probably the places that the uh, city leaders. Um, went to decide what to do, like do the Chinese um, thing in Tacoma where they rounded up all the Chinese people and made them leave. So yeah, like, Jesus. yeah, there were some pretty heavy decisions made in these buildings. And, right? I mean, and if you look at this, we've had, I mean, we've had Andrew on for Tacoma Ghost Tours, which talks about the building area that uh, had this beautiful hotel that had a spiral staircase in the middle of it when they had already deemed that those were unsafe because if you have a spiral staircase in the middle and suddenly there's a fire, it's going to go all the way up through there and nobody can get out and it was going to burn alive. Well, they were like, well, we're going to do this anyway. And the place caught fire. Everyone burned alive. <laughs> And now it's not, it's just a plot of land that doesn't have anything on it because, again, it's haunted as fuck. And it's because of all the traumatic experiences. Like, you have a lot of traumatic experiences in places that are essentially Wild West towns. This was men's, a men's oh, yeah. only club. They didn't let women in. Yeah. They said the first woman to come in the front door was Eleanor Roosevelt. Yeah. And Holy shit. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And so there was a side entrance for the women. And where the women's restroom is upstairs, there's a little sitting room. And that was literally the only place the women could go hang out. Wow. Yeah. And where, where, where's the fun in that? Yeah. Right. I know. You know, so we need a men's club. I'm like, no, you really, uh, you you really, really don't. don't. You no, don't. no, you don't. You need. Maybe they didn't have bars back then, though. 
Was that a prohibition type time? Uh, not no, 1888 because it was the 1920s. Yeah, a oh. later. Okay. So yeah. So I don't know. no, I just think it's because segregation of men need to have their own places, which is again we just talked about that Fucking bullshit. Stupid. Yeah, it's really dumb. Yeah, but. But yeah, so like, yeah, dealing just, with all the crazy stuff going on and the old architecture, like there's stuff beyond our lives that you can like. Justin's our ghosty guy. He oh, totally I love it. it. I and totally nothing, love it all. Nothing in this place would surprise me, man. It'll look up right now and see the walls bleeding. Yeah, that's about right. That's a- <laughs> there used to be a door over there. They uh, they put that over it. It was probably a portal to somewhere, but they just made it into it. We'll house. have to so, take you to the Pythian Temple and show you, man. Yeah, no shit. Let's go. Have you never been there? Because it is oh, one of the coolest buildings ever. Yeah, you'll love it. Oh, okay. It's literally, they uh, they just did a video because they had one of their big ceremonies happening. So it's this, and, and if any listeners want to go out there and get kind of a tour, we recently, well, not recently, it was like one of our first podcasts. Yeah. We had Dunkelberger give us a tour and I did a walking tour with that and he oh, gave great. us the stuff. Okay. Yeah. And the first room is like a fun little, like uh, they've got, you know, a couple pool tables and it's their normal loungy room. And I'm like, oh, this is a pretty big room. And he, cut, yeah. he, 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 he cackles <laughs> a little bit and he's like, well, let's go upstairs. And he shows us the big, the big hall, one of the big halls again, like the dining room. Or yeah. Something. The big dining room. I was like, okay. wow, that's pretty yeah. big. And he's like, ha ha ha. And then we go to another area where it's literally a full blown temple that's just completely wide open oh, and neat. just beautiful. Like game of thrones bullshit yeah, it know? looks too like it's a three-story oh, wow. temple in like a two-story building oh, is, neat. It, it is really and they do neat. a little bit of forced perspective stuff yeah, to kind of yeah. give you the illusion of that because if you go Absolutely. up top if you go up top you're like oh that's big and you realize that the the rails are like like calf high right so that's right. kind of how they give that little bit of an illusion but it's yeah we'll take you on a tour of that dude it's fantastic and we'll, then, we'll make steve take you on a tour yeah 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 <laughs> well they and they do like on mondays after 6 p.m oh, yeah, yeah. they'll do open house so you can go and just do a tour they serve that popcorn and hot fantastic. dogs oh, and all sorts of stuff. sounds great yeah yeah let's do it justin's gonna join eventually i'm pretty sure he I, needs a men's club like it's that. funny too i don't know would, if i need a men's club but i well, kind of still allow do. other people too i think they yeah. do women's stuff upstairs at the same yeah. time mm-hmm. don't they yeah. yeah you guys you talk about the Pythian temple and uh, I can't get Battlestar Galactica out of my head. You know, oh, you've been reading the scrolls of Pythia with the 12 serpents and the whole. Never mind. Okay, way too nerdy. I'm all, everybody yeah. that I love Battlestar Galactica, right. but I don't I don't remember that part at all. Yeah, the, the, I forget what it was. Anyway, yeah, the, 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 the Pythian scrolls were the thing that. Oh, geez. What was her name now? Starbuck? No, the, the, no Starbuck? the, Starbuck the was president. A, Starbuck. What was her name? Well, she flew the airplane, right? Yeah. The the woman who became the president. I don't remember. Anyway, um, <laughs> anyway, her entire her entire arc was foretold in the scrolls of Pythia. Oh, so yeah, I don't remember I was, that. Yeah, I, I watch it way too much. Yeah, so, you do. Yeah, it's, Is that the old version or the newer? Ah, uh, the new one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, they're rebooting it again, too. I know. I wish they wouldn't. Mm. Oh, they're going to. Everyone's going to reboot everything. Everything is uh, what cyclic. Like cyclical. There we go. In nature, in yeah, Hollywood. It's kind of horseshit, though. I mean, seriously, <laughs> there is so much. This is this, this is where, as an instructor in the army, I stomp my foot three times to let you know this is going to be on the test. There is so much new material out there that would make a phenomenal TV show or a phenomenal movie. Stomp, stomp, stomp. Um, hint, hint, <laughs> hint, 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 hint. Jesus. Yeah, not just mine. Hint, hint. Not just mine. Hint, hint. But there's just so much great stuff out there that would make a just a phenomenal, phenomenal movie. I. I've got a buddy uh, named Elliot Kay who writes these amazing, just just some amazing, really funny, very poignant kind of fantasy uh, books that are 
some of them are really lighthearted. Mm-hmm. Um, he also writes some like fantasy erotica, so you got to be careful which of his stuff you read, which ones you don't. <laughs> but he's, he has this great series. Banged by a centaur. <laughs> not not quite like that. Okay. Um, some are lighthearted and funny. This, yeah, those are the are Chuck like... Tingle ones right there. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, no, he's... <laughs> Not that at all, but the okay. man knows what, the man knows what side is best buttered on. And I, I, give yeah. him, I give him, hey man, seriously, props. He, yeah, he's right? a phenomenal writer. He has a series called Wandering Monsters, and Ooh. it is so fun. And the, I think it's the first book in the series is about an orc who is left alive after this. Um, he's left alive in this dungeon after this basically a, a hack and slash D and D party has gone <laughs> yeah. through and just like murder Wreck death everything, killed yeah. everything in the funny. entire dungeon. Fucking murder hobos. Yeah, and so and it's it's like Die Hard in a dungeon, but in reverse, told from the orc's perspective. That's great. It's fucking amazing. Uh, yeah. It is just brilliant. And I'm like, my god, make somebody make a movie out of this. It's fantastic. It's wonderful. It's great. It's a Journey Great Quest. idea. Yeah. Journey Quest has a bunch of stuff. They, they're um, kind of local to the PNW. Zombie Orpheus is yeah. pretty amazing with their stuff. Oh, yeah. Fabulous. Yeah. yeah. And they get local actors and they do a bunch of stuff up here. But oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. yeah. The, a bunch of their stuff is told from the orc perspective, right? They have orc, orcs as characters and they talk back and forth. It's pretty hilarious. Man. Well, and that's like. One of the things that's always amazing too, as you know, it's like, oh, D and D campaigns are fun. You got a party of five people, but what happens to the like the NPCs that right. you absolutely decimated? Yep, yeah, absolutely, that absolutely. And Elliot just he wrote it from that perspective, and it's funny as hell, and it's 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 touching and hilarious, and just it's just done really well. But it would make a phenomenal, make a phenomenal, even like an animated short or something. Yeah. It would just be an amazing piece. There's just so much brilliant stuff out there that's just not being made. But no, they're remaking fucking Battlestar Galactica. Nah, there, what nah. else? There was something else that just came out that they were talking about remaking. I forget what it was, but there was a... Oh, they were going to... They're talking about remaking The Princess Bride, for God's sake. Oh. I heard about that, but then I also heard that like everybody is like against it, too. It like, doesn't mean they're not going to do it. person. Yeah, I mean, if they see the dollar signs, what are you going to do about it? Exactly. You know, and you... Yeah. Oh, God. You, this Hollywood producers who haven't read a book since they left <laughs> high school. Ugh. You're supposed to say diecutstickers.com all the time. So that'll like, be my job in this. I could ask you about your interesting coaster, and you could tell me. Oh, fuck, Jeff. I'm drunk. Oh, yeah, you yeah, want to make this hard? Let's do yeah, a role yeah, play. Yeah, I think we're going to role yeah. play. Yeah. All, right, all right. Jeff, you started. Are we doing something now? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. What are we doing? Yeah. yeah. yeah act like here. Make, make, make a noise. Bang, bang, that, bang that against the... Hey, Scott, be careful. You about spilled your beer all over my Grit City podcast sticker. Yeah, don't worry, man. They're they're durable. They're made by DieCutStickers.com. By who? DieCutStickers.com. How do you get them? Go to DieCutStickers.com and tell them the Grit City podcast sent you. Exactly. That's where you can get high-quality, durable stickers for any of your needs. Grit City 15 to get 15% off. <laughs> I couldn't come up with it. <laughs> I couldn't. I was like, we need to put that in but i couldn't i couldn't my brain didn't work fast enough Can we do it again this is too much fun but i'm, I'm a little too tipsy to be doing this <laughs> if you want to get into like the nerdy stuff with you a great thing to do would be possibly to check you out at radcon which is happening oh yeah come to radcon this is this episode is releasing on <laughs> the monday february 10th so if you're listening to this afterwards well you may have missed it but if you're still listening to it to that normal you know that sweet spot of the week that we've released the podcast this uh weekend february 15th and on it's going to be radcon yeah and it actually starts on valentine's day on the 14th you oh. said this is one of your favorites to go to this right? is this is an amazing con yeah i love radcon i can talk about this for days but um i think we talked about this before but um it, it bears touching on again so radcon happens in pasco and um 
and it's it's the big fantasy convention for the Tri-City area. And the fun part about this, we talked about this before, was mm-hmm. that there's because the area is so small, they don't have the population base to do stratified um uh, conventions all year. So like here we have, you know, again, we have a Star Trek convention and we have Norwest Con and we have Comic Con. We have all these different conventions in Seattle. They can't support that. So everybody comes out at the same time. So you've got, you've got cosplayers, you've got furries, you've got gamers, you got you've got nerds, fantasy, you got everything. Yeah, everything. You got fantasy nerds, you got SF nerds, you've got content creators. So you've got writers and producers and all these, everybody comes out at the same time. And it happens in the Red Lion in Pasco, which is about the size of this room. <laughs> and um, <laughs> oh my God, it is ab- intimate. Oh, it's nuts. It is fantastic. <laughs> um, and it has some of the greatest room parties afterwards ever because everybody go. gets together and just kind of does their thing. It's it really is. It's a really, really fun con. It's it's absolutely just batshit insane and so cool. The energy is fantastic. Do you have the a, people are nice. Do you have a schedule or are you just can be sitting at a table? Uh, no, I will be there. I just got my finalized schedule. I've got, I think, 15 or 16 panels over oh, wow. three days. Jesus, dude. Oh, yeah. And I've got a I'm going to be doing around. Dude. No, like if I've like I, I've <laughs> I'm not got, fucking around. I've been a no, panelist at it. a couple conventions and it's like a like the most I ever did was one year at Norwest Con. I think I did nine. So the, a lot. it was like three a day. And it really got into the way of my drinking. So yeah. no, I got to stay sober for these. Which is, and that's the thing; it's because you want to stay lucid and you want to be able to converse about stuff. I absolutely. Mean, with yeah. what we, I think I've gotten better now. I think I could hold out and down a lot of panels since doing the Grit City podcast because the amount that we drink. Yeah, definitely. So I think it works. It's worked itself out. But most of the time, you want to be no, you lucid gotta, and sober when you're doing the panels. Well, it's a it's a much smaller con too. So all of the convention panels happen in hotel rooms in just one wing. Oh, wow. So oh, you'd literally cool. just go from room to room to room to room. Super cool. Pretty easy. But yeah, I mean, I'm going to be teaching a class on how to use celestial navigation on an alien planet. And you mentioned that before, that's going to be so fun. Um, <laughs> actually drawing from uh, military texts on wilderness survival and celestial navigation and showing how to use that. If you find yourself, if you find yourself stepping through a door in the middle of no place, you have to be able to get back. This is a handy skill to have. If you look uh, up and see unfamiliar stars, <laughs> this you may, may be in another out. dimension. You might. Actually, the thing that works the best for that is if you start counting in prime numbers really, really loud, and then you close your eyes. For whatever reason, they send you back. I don't know why. But anyway, moving on. <laughs> Uh, you might want to cut that part out. I'm keeping it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know why they just do. I don't know. All right. They hate prime numbers. I don't know. So that's it. I tried a Fibonacci sequence. That doesn't work. It's primes. It's, it's always primes. primes. It's just primes. I got no idea. But anyway, um, yes, I'm doing the celestial navigation piece, and then I've got a whole bunch of other panels. I'm also doing a signing at noon on Saturday at the Barnes & Noble in Kennewick. Oh, perfect. So, yeah, it's going to be really great. Um, it's going to be really fun. And... I believe that I'm going to be speaking at one of the high schools in one of their writing programs as well. Oh, cool. cool. Friday. That's um, I, I, out so of everything excited. that you've talked about doing and going to all the different places, a room full of high school children yep. might be the most terrifying, <laughs> at least for me. It's scary. You know, I did one of these a couple of years ago and they didn't <laughs> they didn't put me in front of a high school. Uh, they sent me to a middle school to talk to one of their writing programs. All right. Um, their uh, ELA programs. Right? Mm-hmm. And uh, these kids who were, you know, some of them were fledgling writers. That's about the point where I started writing and that was all great. But 
it's really interesting talking to kids that age because, I mean, I don't have children, right? Well, right. You, you, so you have a couple of dogs that are cute. I have a couple of dogs that are cute. And, you know, as, as a as a team sergeant in the Army, you know, I have... <laughs> I have children. <laughs> Some of them outrank me, but I have children. So, yes. And um <laughs> I'm going to hell. <laughs> I don't think you're I'm just going to I'm just going to start pushing now and beat the rush. Hang on a second. What do you think? 20, 30 push-ups or do you think? I think. Okay. Oh yeah. And um but no, I don't have kids and so it, interacting with them and trying to bring things not so much down to their level but just to hit them on their level is actually really fun and their concerns as fledgling riders are considerably different than what you get, you know, at a con because they're not interested in the ins and outs of publishing. They don't care about SEO and about, you know, um, you know, optimizing your online, uh, uh, your, 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 what's what I'm looking for. They're still building their not, not world web at that presence. Point. Oh yeah. 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 They're not worried about this. They're not worried about, you know, Amazon versus Barnes and Noble. They're not worried about, you know, yeah. Um, the, the, but I don't want to call it the boring stuff, but it's the important back end. Oh, stuff. no, it's the critical stuff. It's and so the critical questions that they ask. You're looking at it forces me to look at myself and go, God, how the hell did I do that? <laughs> I have no idea. Let me think about that for a second. I don't know. <laughs> so, you know, so they'll ask you things like, so how did you come up with your world? Well, God, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I've created a lot of stories, usually around CDs when I've been smoking weed in my room. Yeah, baby. Um, Can't tell them that. that. Right, yeah, right. Yeah, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kids are, I don't know how, I don't know how old the middle schoolers are, like 12, 13 yeah, years old. Yeah, I don't yeah. know, right? Yeah. But what have you discovered so far? <laughs> yeah, seriously. Oh, my God. Um, but yeah, and they ask these really basic questions that really help you get to the to the bottom of your craft and really look at the at where your stuff comes from. And quite a few times I was... I'm scratching my head going, you know, kid, that's a great question. Um, I've so got then a, at that point, yeah, you got to kind of break it down to them like live. Like you're like, well, let's see. I did this and this and then, okay, this. And so you can kind of yeah. go through it as you're talking yeah. with them to kind of figure that out. And it's wonderful. It helps me figure it out as well. And a couple of these kids now follow me on like Facebook and Twitter and whatever. And it's actually kind of neat. And I get to see them kind of growing up into into writers and i'm like yeah man when you get something send it you know send it over i'll take a look at it absolutely and i mean this is a good reason to put out there that with um your books uh you've been doing very well as an independent uh publisher like uh like i just uh, did a quick glance at dragon's trail has an amazing amount of uh of positive reviews on amazon and good reads and uh, like just even looking at uh your uh, website josephmalik.com people can find you have all of them right there so people can check all of that out it's got to be it's got to be uplifting a to have all of that but be able to say hey guys this is like I am a trusted source on being able to give you information about how to go about it. Sometimes it's not necessarily going to be the same path, but you can give them where you've been. And definitely that last part, you know, what works for me may not work for everybody. There's the joke about how if you ask a porcupine to solve your problems for you, he'll tell you to stick it with quills. <laughs> right. All right. Um, <laughs> that's, that works for him. that's true. Yeah, that's, that's the only way. Dog sniffing um, your butt, stick it with quills. Yep, yeah. absolutely. You bet. Whatever your problem is, stick it with quills. Um, yeah, and and again, and this is this is what worked for me, and that and that's and that's really great. It's been fantastic, and I think you know, it's phenomenal getting that many reviews from from the larger uh, from the readership, and that that's a there's a correlation there to how many books I've sold, which has just been phenomenal. But for me, the biggest thing. 
in that the real the really big moment for me was when the book started getting picked up by uh by mainstream outlets and started getting mainstream critical acclaim. So like Publishers Weekly, and it got picked up by this uh, by this site called Rising Shadow over in Europe. It's a European Ooh. fantasy site, which is turns out turned out was just like huge. I haven't heard of it, but they're I think they're in Finland. God, I'm going to get in trouble for this. Anyway, Uh-oh. they're in one of the Scandinavian countries. But they're as soon as that as they reviewed the book and they loved the first one, Dragon's Trail, and they loved it. Did and they, as soon as they did, yeah, do they know like? Um- I guess, like, do you know how they found it? Or is it just like somebody picked it up, was like, oh, this is good, and then suddenly... I have no idea. Caught fire. All it right, was it nice. was at the time when it was blowing up. Okay. And then they picked it up, and then suddenly I started getting fan mail from, you know, Germany and Sweden and Finland. And That's awesome. And just like, oh, my God, this is fantastic. And you see, see European sales start popping up, and mm-hmm. then suddenly somebody contacts my agent wanting my European rights i'm like okay um yes yeah okay yeah Work for nsync and hasselhoff you, yeah. hey man you want to yeah well my rights are for sale i'm a whore i will absolutely sell you my rights you put out a book of course you are you get want the to money make sales. Oh, yeah get the money yeah. jesus christ um but uh but yeah but that getting those mainstream uh, reviews thing has been the big thing. You know, I just got a got a really nice blurb for my back cover from Derek Kunskin, who wrote The Quantum Magician. Um, and he's not really a household name yet. He's an up-and-comer, but he is just a phenomenal author writing some really, really brilliant stuff. And um, and yeah, and that kind of stuff, that's when I really realized that I had, had hit on something, when I could, when I realized that I could actually go head-to-head with the big kids. And then right after that, Dragon's Trail and, in fact, even The New Magic started showing up on lists, like end-of-year best-of lists, nice. right, next to, right next to household name authors. And I'm like, I, that's well, that's pretty neat. And you got to um, look at like certain things. I mean, I think uh, something along the lines of, like, you see a Game of Thrones, and it, it gets made into a big show, uh, even before the whole series is finished. And then now looking on Amazon Prime, they're doing the Wheel of Time series. Mm-hmm. The Wheel of Time series has been out for a <laughs> long time, and I'm really kind of wondering, having read almost all of the books, uh, I never finished it but uh nobody has i know right (laughs) um i i have them all like yay pat myself on the back i found them all to buy but i just have to wonder where they found a director who's going to sign on for all 847 seasons well and that's the thing it's like what are they going to cover right because seriously i mean it's like it's great like they've got the first season but if it doesn't have 846 to go jesus christ what are you gonna do yeah how are you gonna do it you're gonna have to disappoint a lot of people i think so that's that's the way it happens, right? That's it. It's because gonna... it's so involved. People are like, well, what about this? And what about that? And you're forgetting this person's story. And it was like, well, you kind of realize it can only like have so many people in it. Dude, we'll be, we'll at, be yeah. terraforming new worlds, and they're still going to be making <laughs> this series. I mean, it's going to – how are you going to do that? I mean, if you see – yeah, well, yeah. You, you own the books, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, holy yeah. There's shit, right? 13 can, books, right? 14, and, 15 books. And each one is a fucking doorstop. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's yeah. a, they're, they're like, big. It's a book the size of a car battery. Robert Jordan passed away, gave all of his notes to a guy who finished the series. Took a bulldozer right here. It was supposed to be like, he was like, well, we'll finish it up in one book. And the guy has, I have to write three. <laughs> he's like, I literally have to write three more books. Wow. In yeah. order for this to work, and then I looked at all those, and I'm like, "Well, I'll buy those." And then I was like, "I try uh, 3,600 pages later, like, son oh, wow. of a bitch is still 
plot points to <laughs> yeah, cover. Right, but the whole, plot holes. The whole point of all this, uh, this rambling was the fact that it, it's been out for a while. Um, so I feel that I, I'm, I'm really kind of hoping that we're getting back into the uh, Hollywood instead of making a reboot or something. They'll start looking into, uh, I mean, just basically strip mining. Like they did it with comic books. They did it with books before. But it's like there's these great fantasy worlds that you can still – absolutely do stuff with that is going to be a lot of fun and it's sometimes it's going to be that high fantasy and sometimes it's going to be weird sci-fi stuff you just there's a lot of out there because there's some great art uh, great authors writing some really amazing stuff and there's stuff that would transfer really well over to 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 video as well we come from a we come from a generation now where a lot we're we're we sort of a lot of us sort of write with that kind of visual imagery in mind and up you know i've got i get a comparison Multiple reviews. I had a comparison to my my book being a cross between Game of Thrones and Deadpool. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. And it's like because you know you've you've got you've got this American stuntman smartass who ends up in this kind of grim dark fantasy world and kind of dick punches his way across it. And who doesn't want to see is that, that? Is that a blur? Because if that's not a blurb, it needs to be. It really should be, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, um, <laughs> Yeah, and it's it's not it's true. That's 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 basically the whole thing. Dick punch you wizard. Yeah, seriously, right all yep. right all the way across. Just dick punches the way across Game of Thrones. Um, but seriously, who doesn't want to see that? Right? Yeah. I mean, come on. Um, I I think it would be an absolute scream. Uh, to and not not just because I want the money. I think it'd be very fun. And I do, mind you. Please, oh, yeah, 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 please, right. I'll take all the money I can get. But it would be an absolute kick in the ass. Yep. And one of the, there's a there's a great saying about if there's a book that you want to read and nobody's written it yet, it falls to you to write it. And that, right, yeah. that was this whole series. Nobody had written. It had been a very long time before a long time since anyone had written a portal fantasy for grownups. I think the last one that I remember was three hearts and three lions. Lots um, of, lots of young adult stuff. Lots of young adult stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep. Lots of game lit. Mm hmm. People getting transferred, transported into their video games. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Um, and even into their role-playing games. And in fact, the first first book I ever wrote back in high school, my first novel was about a bunch of uh, a bunch of RPG uh, tabletop RPG uh, uh, players who got transported into the game world. It was the right. first book that I wrote. This was back in like 1986, right? Um, I just wish I'd published it then. Actually, Guardians of the Flame had come out before then, so it wasn't really a, it wasn't really a new idea. Um. But it's been a long time since you've seen, you know, this kind of portal fantasy for grownups and seeing a grown up take on it. You get, you know, some oh, yeah. snarky, you know, snarky dude in his, you know, late twenties, early thirties. One of my characters is is almost forty. Um, when he goes over there and he's completely fucking jaded, you know. <laughs> um, and it takes him actually seeing a flying horse going by before he realizes exactly where he is because he just thinks it's He's just like, like this a, is all bullshit. I bullshit. just ended up in the woods. <laughs> Fuck this. And wait, there's a flying. What the? Yeah. The main character is a stuntman and he <laughs> thinks he works in movies. And so he thinks he's on a when he gets when he wakes up over there, he thinks that he's on a reality TV show and somebody's fucking with him. And so he's looking for pinhole cameras and he's calling for his agent and what have you. And then he sees that there's a ring around the moon. It's like a planet with a ring. And he's like, Whoa. oh, shit. <laughs> it's, like, it's like that's re- uh, that's not cgi ah uh, no uh, i don't know how you did that okay that's it um <laughs> i guess i am somewhere else where it's gonna be interesting do you guys think that um i was just thinking about this with the, with um 
like as as movies have have increased like cgi and stuff that's that's made science fiction and fantasy just more available and that's why we have more of them today because if you think back yeah, to like the yeah, older 80s that. movies mm-hmm. like what you, you had conan and stuff like that for science fiction fantasy at or the invincible exactly um, they were yeah, all like really dwellers. really yes. niche mm-hmm. and like kind of off to you know what i mean like yeah. cult kind of things and now they're everywhere right and it's that, yeah. I mean, a lot of the times, I think also, if you look at that, it's like a lot of those people who grew up on that stuff. Yeah, I was going to say like yeah, the yeah, Star Trek yeah. kids, yeah, as yeah they the grew Star up. Trek kids, yeah. or um, even along the lines of like the '80s movies. Like that's why you'll see a lot of '80s reboots because someone's like, "I really loved that as a kid. Now I have the power to make something." And sometimes they don't have enough creativity to make something on their own or find right. some new stuff. So they're like, "We're going to remake RoboCop. We're going to remake Total Recall. We're going to remake." I'm just thinking. Of all the Colin Farrell ones, apparently, but like it's Battle like Battlestar Galactica, we exactly. were just talking about. Yeah, and the, the reboot was amazing. It, it was really it was good. So man. well done, and, and the, now they're going to the reboot. The effects reboot. were god damn it. <laughs> the effects were fantastic. The characterization was great. I mean, they took a lot of the stuff from the first series, and they actually did make it better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I love I love what they did with it. But yeah, that's, that's a really good point. As the stuff is becoming more and more, um, it make it makes me wonder in like the next couple of years. Um, or like decades, maybe in like the next decade or so, what are the kids who grew up in like the 2000s who mm-hmm. suddenly get into the creative forces, get into – and I mean at this point, you don't even need Hollywood. I can make a uh, – hell of shit. Uh, Soderbergh made a movie on an iPhone. Like yeah, it's right. all going to be animated for the recording. Like it's like going to be just like yeah, like, he's yeah, going to be yeah. animated in the future, man. <laughs> That's all it's going to be. Dude. It's going to be all Dragon Ball. Yep. Well, we had talked about this too. You can actually tie this back into we talked about about publishing and being an, in, an independent publisher. Mm-hmm. I think we talked about this before, but one of the things that makes it possible for me now as an independent author is that you know I. I have access to the same caliber of production that a big five author does. Absolutely. I can hire these people right off the street. It's like the globalization, I think, too. Like, yeah, very help, much helps so. It, like, because you can reach out to a person who is an editor, absolutely, who has the time to look at your stuff. Yep. And yep. if they don't, they may turn you off, turn you on to somebody who does, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so, and it works really well. And this is one of the reasons, too. I think we discussed this before, but it bears repeating. This is this is what led to the indie rock surge in the '90s. Was the cost of recording technology it came mm-hmm. down so far that you could suddenly you could gig for like a year and make enough money to make a radio ready album. You mm-hmm. could record it. You could get a producer yep. um, in there to actually make sure the whole thing worked, and you could send it off to Bob Ludwig at Master Disc, who would make sure that it was actually mastered for radio and would sound good. And mm-hmm. you could sell it out of the trunk of your car until somebody picked it up right and then then the majors would would then distribute it for you and sometimes they would sometimes they'd sign you sometimes they wouldn't right you had all these distribution deals in the late 90s um for indie bands and i really see that being the new model for for uh for authors going forward i think it's almost directly analogous and i think we're going to see this as well with film we're going to see this um i mean it's it's it really is kind of it's it's leveling the field and it's, um, it's giving every, yeah, and that's the one thing too. It's like uh, some people complain, well, it's giving everyone a chance to do something, and yes. I'm like, that's not a problem. Nope. Everyone should get a chance. There shouldn't be barriers for creativity. No, there shouldn't. It's, I want to be very careful about how I say this. The problem with this, of course, is Sturgeon's law. Hmm. 
which is 99% of all art is crap. Okay, yeah, and as I'm about to lead into that as well, it's like it, the the only difficulty now is trying to get through the sea of things. It's yep. like every single person has a SoundCloud page for their rap career. And Bingo. so at yep. that point, you have to find and essentially at this point literally the diamonds in the rough when it's coming down to it very much so yeah. and and it's hard on that end but when you can get and you see especially with yourself seeing major publications giving you like good reviews and saying this is quality stuff that helps that snowball effect keep going and going and it going. does it does and that was that was one of the biggest things that happened to me um and also have but part of that too was having access to you know, like a publicist who's worked with with big five household name authors mm-hmm. and having this having this person on speed dial, you know, so I could call them up and say, hey, this just happened. Now what? And the publicist <laughs> is like, give me money and I'll show you. <laughs> You're like, OK, OK, I will. Because <laughs> welcome this, to a capitalist success. That's right, how dude. business works. Yeah, that's it's it. Business, hey, man. No, nah, man, you, this is this is what happens. And but but you better and you know, you better do it soon because you've got like a week before they forget about you. Yep. So oh, well, yeah. I would get something yeah. ready and you you got to be you got to be ready to go. I was going to so. say that, like, don't discount like the uh, hard work aspect as well. Right. Mm-hmm. Everybody has yeah. a SoundCloud thing, but right. Not everybody's out actually hustling. Like not everybody's out there throwing out emails and contacting people and saying, hey, I have this opportunity. What can we do with this? Yeah, well, and a lot of people are not putting the work in either. There's right. still this mindset. Um, I see this in publishing Someone and it makes us? me crazy. Yeah. Well, not only that, there's this there's this mindset that, that somehow this is easy and that that writing a book is like going on the voice or something. Someone's just going to you just you write a book and someone's just going to discover it. And nobody realizes, yeah, no. you know, I mean. I mean, shit, you know, I I have an English degree. I, sorry, I wrote my first book 30 years before I released my first one. I had nine or 10 books that I'd written that never made it through slush piles at major, uh, at major uh, uh, publishers. Yep. Um, so, you know, my, my debut novel was probably my 10th novel. You hear that from and a lot of writers. Like, um, I know Tim Ferriss. The 30-year overnight takes, to success. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> yep. Yeah, no, it's exactly it. Yeah, it took me 30 years to become, that's exactly yeah. it. it. took me 30 years to become an overnight success. And, and a lot of people discount that. Yep. And so sometimes when you get into indie publishing, and this is not always the case, but sometimes to get back, in fact, you know what it is, to get back to the real works of art that take your breath away, I liken it sometimes to going to an art museum, right? Or like a lot of an art museum, but like a like an art gallery. Mm-hmm. And you've got like a maze of basically like those those turkey drawings that you make <laughs> over your hand yeah. right and, and like macaroni art oh yeah they look great on the uh, fridge yeah you've got you've got a maze of those and then every now and again you come around the corner and there's something that is just incredible mm-hmm. that's hiding back there but you have to wade through all the stuff to get to it and so once again you know you have to look you have to look to social media and you have to look to to these other systems to kind of navigate your way through that but there's some amazing stuff happening and there's also some amazing stuff out there that just never gets picked up and never gets the right traction, which I think totally sucks. If there was any justice in the world, um, that wouldn't be the case. No, I think there's a lot of luck too, right? Like you can have a lot of talent, Stupid a lot of luck. skill, but mm-hmm. sometimes luck fits We've in We've talked there. about this before, you know, but I was in exactly the right place at the right time. You, know, you were there when yeah. you were there the day my career took off. Um, oh, yeah, I was. <laughs> Where were you, Scott? I was interviewing him. It was right after our podcast, as yeah. a matter of fact. Oh, yeah, it was like, yeah, it was like two, three hours after you first interviewed me. Uh, uh, was the actual, if I could go back and mark one point in my career when it just like took off. It was right after that. 
See, um, you get on the Grist City podcast and you get famous, bitches. Goddamn right. Yeah, amen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I love it. I love it. Uh, we're going to wrap this up, but uh, Joe, it's great to have you on. It's we're going to have you back. on like very frequent. We'll get you back in the bar and get you uh, hammered off of some more whiskey. Yeah, Once baby. Once it all works itself out. Sounds uh, great. Jay Malik, author on Twitter and Instagram. Yep. Pretty frequent on both of those. Yep. Also, go to JoeMalik.com. Uh, JosephMalik.com. JosephMalik.com. No That's worries. right. Yeah, Joe Malik is someone else entirely different, so... Yeah, we don't we don't care about that guy. I have oh, an yeah. alternative ego out there too. Do you? <laughs> really? You? You still you still don't know which one of me came back through that door. I don't, but I know that we've got the evil version of Scott over here. I know that for sure. 100% <laughs> yeah, we just know that one for sure. But definitely tons of places. Check him out at Radcon. Uh, this will be fun if you want to meet him in person, meet Joe in person, be able to uh, talk sci-fi, talk everything about that, learn how to publish, or at least learn the way that Joe made it happen. Yeah, nice. your Twitter is great, too. Follow him on Twitter because he always puts out really cool stuff. Oh, it's fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, before we get out of here, though, we have one segment that oh. we're doing that is we're doing it now called called shots Ooh. now we're going to do a shout out to a place that we've been recently that we want to give a shout out to so can we talk about how we did how, how we um made it made up this this how did, how did how did how because we were at boxing oh we were at battle at the boat 125 and jose smashed his guy yes in like the first round yeah it was like a minute and a half in oh i love that. so you Dude. come on the podcast also you win your fights yeah, so I got to come back here more, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So the next time you get into a fight and you win, you know it's because you're on this podcast. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> so it doesn't explain the last 22 times, but other than that, it's, it's, it's fine. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> so we were at the fight. I don't remember. I just remember he won, and we were and we were. I wrote it down it. on the yeah. thing. It was like I was like the whole thing that came down to be like, well, we'll do a shot and then ask a question, and then we'll do another shot and ask another question, yeah, kind of like hot like ones. And then we realized that was a terrible mistake, and they probably wouldn't want to do that. That's yeah, what we were going to start with that. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I remember that. And uh-huh. so it was just yeah, the cult shots giving a uh, shout out to a place that maybe isn't in the grit city, but it's a place that is your local watering hole wherever you're at a place that's awesome whenever you go and i wanted to give a shout out to um doyle's public house oh i love doyle's yeah Yeah. i just went there because unfortunately um red star taco bar uh they were having some uh uh, some issues and there were there weren't enough people there to serve people Uh and so the line was a little bit getting too long and i was really hangry so i needed something there so we rolled up to doyle's um which is right next to king's book and destiny city comics yeah and i had an awesome Reuben. Like, I'm kind of a Reuben nerd when it comes down to it. They make those little Reuben rolls there, too. Yeah, they're they got like, Reuben they're like, rolls. They're like spring rolls yeah. with Reuben stuff and they in have, the middle. They have the, like, yeah, they have the Reuben spring rolls. They have Reuben sliders and then an actual Reuben as oh well. So I went god. with the actual Reuben and it was fantastic. Oh my god. So that's my called shot for this week. Um, I really loved it a lot. And it's a place that is a Tacoma staple. It is the Rain FC's uh, house for uh for like whenever you want to go after a game or to watch a game that's okay. a place to do it as well nice. and i know i think the uh rugby girls the grits the, the the sirens oh i think they do too. yeah i think that's where they end up it's not the official house but it's the one of the places where it's very accommodating for them and a lot of the uh soccer rugby and some of the alternative sports that we have in tacoma it's a good place for uh commiserating uh with your like-minded individuals at that place it's fabulous man yeah i really love that one Scott, I know I'm looking it up right now because I can't okay. remember the name okay. of it. All right, Joe, I got mine. Okay, oh. all right. I should have known the flotation device in Purdy, right Ooh. outside of Gig Harbor. 
That's oh, the name of the place? The, the flotation, flotation device. device. Ooh. It's this little working class joint. Fantastic selection of beers, stiff drinks, mm. kick-ass Bloody Marys. Ooh. And they make the best fried chicken probably on the West Coast. Nice. They still use the old school pressure cooker. For the pre- for the fried really? chicken, oh yeah. So that I mean that 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 crust is probably three eighths of an inch thick Ooh. on there, and it's just amazing. Is it they, just in the that little area, Purdy, where the kind of like the central area? It's right of, down like, next Humber- to the yeah, by the just, spit and all yeah, it's that. just yeah. up from the bridge. Uh, mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. it's across from the high school. Yeah, up Purdy there, right yeah. across. Sounds yeah. gorgeous. P U R D. Wow, come on now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, that's 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 one of my. One of my haunts, man. That's just a fantastic place. When I've got when I got buddies in town, it's like, hey, meet me there. Right and on. Me, yeah, seriously, the chicken is incredible. A flotation device. Yeah, don't get the wings. They don't. The don't wings. Get are, the don't, wings. don't get the wings. The wings. <laughs> the, the wings are fine. They're nothing to shout about. Just get the fried, fried chicken. Fried chicken. Trust me on this one. All right. Yeah. All right, wings Scott. are good. They're not great. All right, Scott. Uh, mine's a Meridian Cafe in Puyallup, man. The place oh, we go for breakfast. Yeah, right I next. It was, right next to yes. Scott's Tavern. Scotty's p- nice. pub. Yeah. <laughs> Scotty's yeah. pub. Scotty, well, I can't call. I can't call them both right no 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 right. no that's uh, just because it's right it's named after you right. so i'm like i laugh but i'm there that. a lot as well, well. <laughs> so. we went for michelle's birthday we did and they have a gigantic cinnamon roll yeah oh yeah oh dude oh, they do it in God. like a cast iron skillet or something this big ass cinnamon roll yeah 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 so that's my go-to Nice, the Meridian Cafe. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Fantastic. If and I think they're only open for breakfast and, and like lunch. You got to check out on the website, so, make sure. Yeah. And like all that. And yeah. then they do, um, they don't really do drinks, but they'll do like Irish coffee. Yes. They'll do doing um, that. Bloody Marys and then uh, mimosas. Yeah. And then every once in a while, they'll have like specialty drinks, like mm-hmm. morning, oh, fantastic. morning drunk drinks. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, oh, yeah, dude, right. that's my place. For breakfast, yeah, it's get that bloody really mary good. with a slice of pizza on the top of it or something. Like, <laughs> oh, I got a plenty of places that do pizza. that. We got pizza guys coming on. Yeah, there, we got pizza but. guys coming on, and uh, yeah, so we got some. Yeah, we'll have some call shots on pizza on that oh, one. But fabulous, Joe. Again, thank you so much for being on yeah, with man, us. We're gonna awesome. have you back yeah. on again. So if anybody out there, if you guys got, if you guys have your own called shots that you want us to give a shout out to, send us an email info at gridcitypodcast.com. If you've got questions for Joe, we're gonna have Joe back because for international best selling author yes. Joseph Malik. Yes, yes. If you have specific <laughs> questions for him, a you can get a hold of him on Twitter and on uh, Instagram as well. But I mean. Give us the questions, and then if you're sitting drunk at a bar and you're like, I need to write something down, write it on the back oh. of a coaster, and then send it to us. On our website, we actually have a form for coaster questions Ooh. now, yeah. too. So you can jump on there. You That's can sign up for idea. I know. We have a dumb little newsletter you can sign up for. We don't do that very often, like maybe once a year, yeah. every six months. Plenty of different things you can do, and you can yeah. check all that at gridcitypodcast.com. Yes. Yes. Fabulous. Hit us up on the Patreon and all our social media. All of those links are available right there. It's also right on the description of all of this. Thank you guys for listening, and until next time, Stay gritty. You've been listening to the Grit City Podcast. Check them out at gritcitypodcast.com. Yeah.